Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now you're listening to The Green Zone on Blog Talk Radio. And here's your host, Julian Carter. Here we go. Go, go, And that's right, folks. Let's hear it for New York as our New York Jets get come out with a victory today over the Jacksonville Jaguars, 28-23, to a game in which we really felt like uh, the Jets would come out and dominate. And um, <clears throat> I don't know if they necessarily dominated in certain phases. Some things to look at, some things that we're concerned about. Not the greatest game in the world, but look, they got the victory. They needed a victory. They were coming off a two-game losing streak. Uh, just so you know, this is your host, Dennis Agapito. Julian Carter was going to join me. He is actually not well today. So he uh, it's a little later there in, in, in England. So he has decided to just let me handle the show. We do have a short week, so we will have a show with Julian previewing the Buffalo Bills game. But I'm here. I'm actually live at MetLife Stadium right now. And I have some wonderful interviews for you uh, lined up, some post-game reaction from the locker room, from the players themselves discussing this game and we'll get into that uh, real real soon i just want to also let you know the phone lines are open if you want to give us a call i mean give me a call come in scream at me do whatever you like the number is 914-205-5694 we discuss our new york jets again we're, we're, i discussed this um in the pregame episode with the jacksonville jaguars and i had said that if i told you before the season started the jets would be five and three at the halfway point I think you'd, you'd be pretty satisfied. I think you'd be pretty satisfied. Now, they were 4-1. and one. I think the disappointing part was a lot of people were thinking 6-2. and two. A lot of people were thinking that, the back-to-back road losses. Hey, that had to hurt. <clears throat> but you know what? They came out today. I thought they played more, more like Jet football, which means that they played more like they did early in the year than they did these last two games. Now, was it perfect? No. Um, the running game, it did struggle. Now, Jacksonville obviously made a concerted effort to stop the Jets' running game. The Jets did turn the ball over. They got, they got some timely turnovers. And you can say, well, the guy dropped the punt and this and that. Look, it goes both ways. So the Jets were plus three in turnovers. Give the Jets credit for not turning the ball over. Another thing that you know, went kind of well in this game was that since the running game wasn't as effective as it usually is, is that they were throwing the ball more. Now, now Marshall's a little banged up. He was being covered by a veteran, Devin House, and, and I, I kind of saw that he was, he was not the Brandon Marshall that we've seen the whole year. Uh, did make a nice 20-yard touchdown reception, and that was good. But Eric Decker kind of stepped up here, had nine targets, six receptions, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Kemble Tompkins, some other guys, Jeremy Curley had, had two receptions. So some of the guys kind of had to step up 
and filled the void there for Brandon Marshall. I also thought the, another good thing was that the Jets got back to pressuring the quarterback, and they ended up with a total of, um, I believe, six sacks today. Let me take a look here and make sure I have my numbers correct. I know that um, Lorenzo Malden had two himself, uh, two half sacks, and then uh, um, a full sack. And, um, you know, Marcus Williams got in with a half a sack. Um, Leonard Williams got in there with a half a sack. And um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty good with the sack, with, with getting some pressure on Bortles, make him throw the ball before he wanted to and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, with that being said, why don't we get into some of these interviews to what happened in the game? And, you know, there's a short turnaround here. There's a real short turnaround for um, the Jets. They played the Buffalo Bills on Thursday. And we all know that Buffalo won today. They went to four and four. They beat the Dolphins. And we all know that the story is going to be Rex Ryan coming back to New York, you know, with the Bills. And, and, and you're going to hear this as a theme in my interviews, which is um, it's not about Rex Ryan. I said this last week as well. This is not about Rex Ryan, folks. And I got to say this real quick. A lot of hatred towards Rex Ryan from – from a lot of Jeff fans. I don't understand why. I mean, look, it didn't end well with Rex. I know that. And when generally when a coach gets fired, it doesn't end well. But he, he did have some early success. I mean, he did take us real close to making it to a championship. So I don't really understand why people don't like Rex, really bad mouth him. Look, I can understand maybe you wanted him to go, thought it was time to move on, thought it was time to bring new blood in here. But you know, I think in general, Rex Ryan, he did a pretty decent job over the long stretch. You look at the long stretch, he, he really wanted to win, and it's unfortunate that, you know, these things happen. But, you know, it's time to move on. He's moved on to another team. That team's in the playoff race. The Jets are in the playoff race, and that's really what matters here. This game on Thursday night is not about Rex and beating Rex or Rex even beating the Jets. Yeah, I'm going to come back and beat my old team. You know, Buffalo hasn't made the playoffs in, what, 15 years, something like that. I think they're starving to actually get into the playoffs, just like the Jets fans are. It's been five years now. It's been a long time. You know, the AFC is very muddled. You had some injuries today, some teams that are in the hunt. I mean, the, the Raiders lost. Very muddled. So you know what? Take care of business. Thursday night, win that game. You're going to be in really good position down the stretch to make a playoff push. This is now the second half of the season. You know, time from the time to separate the uh, men from the boys. So um, let me start off with uh, a guy who I thought had a really nice game. Had kind of been a little quiet for most of the year, but had a really big catch in this game. It was tight end Jeff Cumberland. So why don't we get him up and uh, hear what he had to say about the game today. Hi, right, everybody here with Jeff Cumberland, tight end for the New York Jets. Now, Jeff, I think you made one of the biggest plays in the, maybe of the year. When you went up. It was like a 45-yard catch, uh, kind of a crossing route. Just make it, take us through that play. Uh, n- nice throw by Fitzpatrick. Put it right on you, Ron Stride. Yeah, it was trips. Uh, basically run a deep route across the field. I got another linebacker. Fitzsean hit me, and then from there I tried to use my athletic ability and turn it on a little bit. Mm-hmm. The guy came and got me, pushed me out of bounds. It definitely was a, a big spark for our, our team. Uh, maybe four plays after that, we end up scoring a touchdown. So mm-hmm. anytime you have a big play like that, and it gets the crowd into it. It gets your teammates into it. And it definitely uh, was one of the one of the big plays of the game. It was a big momentum swinger. How about Ryan himself? I mean, he's dealing with a thumb injury. He comes in. Uh, looked like they made a concerted effort to try to stop your running game, and you had to rely a little more on the pass. So how about Ryan and his ability to kind of step up in adverse conditions here and get you a win? I know you guys have been facing a little adversity with coming off of two losses. You wanted to get this win under your belt. Yes, I mean, Fitz, he's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. Uh, 
he's a fighter, so mm-hmm. we already knew that he was going to come out and fight. I mean, plus it's the opposite thumb of his throwing hand, so came out. It was a tough win, but a win is a win. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, this week coming up, obviously you have a short week, short turnaround. You're going to enjoy yourself, but you gotta you got to get yourself ready for a big game Thursday night against Buffalo. Now, I just said this to a couple other people. The, the story of the week is going to be about Rex coming back to town, but this is about playoff position, is it for you guys? I mean, five and three at the halfway point, you're right in the thick of it. You kind of control things. If you, if you go out and you have a really nice second half of the season, you make the playoffs. Isn't what, that what this game is really all about, playoff positioning? Uh, at the end of the day, it's just the, the next game. Mm-hmm. When every every game is big, the next it's the next game, like I said, and they're in our conference, so of course we have to go out and, and, mm-hmm. and get get this win. But we. Uh, Going to the drawing boards tomorrow. Yeah. We don't have a day off because we have the short week, so we'll see what the coaches got in stock for us on offense as well as defense and get ready for a Thursday night game. All right, last question for you. I mean, look, no, no one enjoys losing a two-game losing streak. This team, it, I, I know this has a lot of confidence just in general. Now, you were dealing with some adversity with a two-game losing streak. Come out here, you put a big victory up, get the bad taste out of your mouth. Do you think that the, the leadership on this team really kind of propelled you forward? You knew you'd face some adversity during the year, but, you know, you came out here, you guys got turnovers, you got back to playing Jeff football, and you come out with a W. Yeah, guys stepped up when, they, when, when we needed to. We uh, got a few turnovers. Actually, we got two picks, and then KD come up with the, the big – Play on punt. Did what you did <laughs> Yeah, he come up with the big play. On, on, <laughs> He'll be getting his pay in a little while. He come up with the big play on punt, <laughs> and uh, just allowed us to get that momentum and right there go into our victory set. And uh-huh. it was nice to get this win. All right, Jeff Cumberland, tight end, New York Jets. Congratulations on the victory. Good luck to you on Thursday night. Thanks for having me. Thank. And, you know, Jeff does bring up a lot of good points there uh, about the, you know, kind of the momentum swing there. When it was, it was a very tight, it was a tight game. It was a back and forth game. I mean, it just kind of took the lead, never really relinquished it, but it got, it got tight there. And I thought that, that catch by him, that 40 some odd yard catch, um, let me just check on, it was a 44 yard catch by him. Uh, really swung the momentum in their favor. I know it got kind of tight there at the end. They even went down. I, I'd even sent out a tweet that this game is now iced, and um, all of a sudden it got a little close again, and they had the onside kick, which they didn't get. Then they got the ball back, and then another fumble. Now, again, a, a, a number of mistakes by Jacksonville. And give give the Jets credit for capitalizing on them. I mean, that's that's really what you have to do here. And we've discussed this about how they've been opportunistic uh, when they play um, uh, in their turnover margin meaning that when they actually get a turnover, that they're able to turn it to points. Now, Marcus Williams had two interceptions today. thought that was big. And uh, I know Cromartie, I mean, so Cromartie did get beat on the on the one play for the touchdown. I believe that was Hearns. Um, but, you know, he was he was kind of nursing a quad issue. He, he was a little bit of a spark, actually, on special teams. I thought he was doing a nice job. Got beat for the touchdown. wasn't really in the game anymore. Again, was was he was he hurt? Should he not have been out there when he gave up the touchdown? But I thought Williams did a good job. I did notice this with the defense. One thing, I noticed a lot of different, and I, I discuss this again in the interviews. You'll hear a little bit of steam. Um, noticed a lot of different formations, a lot of different guys. Aaron Henderson getting in there, playing a little defensive end with his hand in the dirt. Four-man fronts, three-man fronts, uh, different formations in the secondary where, you know, I know Marcus Williams kind of struggled a little bit last week playing safety, but he was mixed and matched in there. Again, towards the end was playing a little bit more corner because of what happened with Cromartie. But 
kind of saw an adjustment there in the defense where they were using different formations and different personnel packages and, and thought that was very interesting to see, you know, different guys being used in, in various roles. A guy like Aaron Henderson, who's been in this league and has had some success, and you can see the versatility in him. So I, I thought that was uh, that was really good. Now, um, one of the one of the players who um, obviously is one of the uh, leaders on that defensive line, I asked him a little bit about this. Sheldon Richardson also asked him a little bit about the upcoming game. So why don't we give Sheldon a listen right now and see what he had to say about what happened. All right, here with Sheldon Richardson starting defensive end for the New York Jets. So Sheldon, it looks like that the defense is using a lot of different looks out there. I saw, I saw uh, Aaron Henderson lining up a defensive end. I saw four-man fronts, three-man fronts. I mean, have you guys implemented a little bit more schemage and, and uh, formations to try to confuse the offense as you're playing against? Uh, we're playing again. We, we're doing what we do best, and, uh, and that's being different and chaotic. Uh, that's just the way it is. You don't know what he's going to with Coach Bowles and uh, mm-hmm. Casey's going to throw at you for his game plan, and uh, you just got to be prepared for anything. Now, Tay, do you think you guys got back to playing Jeff football? I mean, you're plus three in turnovers. That was the key to success early in the season. You also got up against Blake, up to Blake Bortles in his face. You know, he made him throw the ball quicker than he wanted to. Think you got back to playing a little more physical football, Jeff football? Uh, we always play physical football, and, uh, you know, um, only thing I can say is uh, we got to eliminate big plays. Before his turnovers mm-hmm. go, we're good about that. All right, I know the team was facing a little bit of adversity. You know, coming off a two-game losing streak, obviously you have a lot of veterans on this team. Was it just the consistency and preparation, just saying, look, if we prepare, go out and play our game plan and stick to our fundamentals, we'll come out with a victory and do it today? Uh, basically. <laughs> basically, that was it, huh? in a nutshell. All right, last question for you. I know Rex Ryan's coming here. That's the whole story, Rex Ryan. But you know what? This is about playoff positioning, is it not? You guys are in the thick of it. You're in a position to make a playoff push, and this game will go a long way to putting you in the playoffs. Uh, we're not thinking playoffs right now. Of course, that's where we want to be mm-hmm. when it comes uh, after January. But uh, one game at a time, and, uh, and the Bills are on the schedule. All right, Sean Richardson, starting defense at New York Jets. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you. You know, you do hear that a lot, and you'll hear that theme kind of mentioned a number of times. And it hurt us in the, in the past. Again, it's one game at a time. And that's, that's really the philosophy that the team has, the coaching staff has. One game at a time. They describe it as a 16-round fight. And, and they don't look too far ahead of their schedule and say, well, we're going to make the playoffs. or They just, okay. Thursday night is Buffalo. It's not about Rex. It's about playing the Buffalo Bills. It's not about looking forward to going to Houston after that or going on the road and we're not as good on the road, whatever they think. They just think about, okay, short week. We're going to come in. We're, going to, we're not going to have any days off. We're going to watch film on the game from today. We're going to prepare ourselves, put the game plan out there for the Buffalo Bills. And I think, I think there is a lot of consistency in their preparation. And I think that's key is the consistency. Don't, don't start changing things around if things go awry because – you were having success early, and just because you had some, some bad games. And look, last week was a clunker. They don't even want to talk about last week. Some of the guys mentioned that. We don't even want to talk about last week. It was a clunker, stinker. It happens sometimes. doesn't mean you have to like it. We didn't like it. doesn't mean they like it either. But they turned it around today. Again, this was, this was a Jacksonville team. I know they, they, they haven't won on the road in a long time. This was a, a good enough team that – they could have won this game. You should have been concerned about them coming in here a little bit. You, the Jets on paper are better than them. They're still up and coming. And, um, you know, a lot of people are, I think, on Twitter and these kind of things are going to say, well, you know, it was sloppy. They could have easily lost this game. But, look, they won. They took advantage of their opportunities. And, no, it wasn't the greatest game in the world. It wasn't the Christmas game in the world. But they are a little banged up. You know, Fitzpatrick was able to get through the game with his thumb, which was good. And, um you know, they got the W. They're 5-3. and three. They're not giving it back. And you know what? They're going to move on in Buffalo. And, again, it's going to have, have huge playoff implications. But the, the one thing that does concern me, and was concerning me during the game, which is why I never really felt comfortable comfortable, was because they were having a difficult time running the ball. 
And this has been a problem during these, this two game losing streak. And, um, you know, rushing the ball, Chris Ivory averaged 1.1 yard per rush, 23 attempts, 26 yards. I mean, this is not the same Chris Ivory folks. This is not the same guy we saw earlier in the year. I mean, I know they may be scheming. They may be putting guys down in the box and whatever, but it, it's still not the same guy. I mean, he would just run people over. He would, he would just get to carry guys for four yards. So he's not the same guy. And my question is, and my question has been for a few weeks now, if you listen to the show, where's Steven Ridley? I mean, I saw him today. I mean, he, he, he was sitting on the bench. I saw him sitting there in uniform. I mean, I mean, it said 22 Ridley on the back. Why isn't he in the game? I mean, when is when, what the heck did you sign this guy for, and why'd you take him off pop? That's my question. He's now been he's now been active for two games, okay, where he could have still been on pup, or he could have still been practicing on while on pup. They could have activated him to practice, but not activated him to the roster. That's somebody who's actually doing something. And I don't. This is what I don't understand. And you know, Chris Ivory is struggling. So why don't you give him a couple a couple of carries off? Throw someone else in there. See what they can do. I know Zach Stacy got a little banged up because he got hit late, which should have been, a, you know, a, a flag. I don't know why that wasn't a flag. I know the ball looked like it was fumbled, but the guy went head first into him. But, you know, what? Where is Stephen Ridley? He's he, he's he didn't need a Halloween costume this year because he's a ghost. Um, just want to give a shout out to Lorenzo Malden. He he got in the sack column. He actually ended up the day with two two sacks, two half a sacks, and a full sack. So. Gets himself in the sack category, and I've done some interviews with Lorenzo. He's a nice young man, and you know, he got banged up early in the year, kind of gotten off to a slow start. Maybe you're starting to see some progress from him again. This is going to be very important, folks. It's, it's. I, I discussed this so many times, and I'll say it again: September, October. It just puts you in position to make a push in November and December. Now we're in November. They're one and one in November, okay? And they're in, they're, they're in position to make a push for the playoffs. They're five and three. And there's a lot of teams kind of like that. A lot of teams banged up now and a lot of things going on. You know what? Take care of your business. Don't worry about it. Don't rely on somebody else. Take care of your business. And, you know, somebody I want to bring up here who's kind of a fan favorite was called up from the practice squad. This is what I'm talking about, roster spots, who actually contributed today. He was on special teams. It was Ron Tez Miles. I had a chance to catch up with him in the locker room. So why don't we give him a listen? I know, I know a lot of fans like Ron Tez. Uh, with Calvin being down, with Jaquan Jarrett going on, injured reserve, you know, they're kind of getting thin there. You know, Marcus Williams looked a little bit like fish out of water there playing safety, a little bit better today. But you can use a guy like Rontez Miles. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a safety by trade. So good to see him out there. Got a chance to catch up with him, and here's what he had to say. So, yeah. All right, everybody. I'm here with a fan favorite, and it's Rontez Miles. And, you know, Rontez is really – he's really paid his dues. He's been on the practice squad. He's been kind of up and down. Now he's up with the team. We're hoping he's going to stay here. And I saw him out there on special teams. So how did it feel to, you know, get called up, be on the team, be able to contribute? I felt amazing, man. Uh, every, guy, every guy that heard I was uh, activated came up to me and said the same thing. He said, uh, you know, I worked hard and I deserved it. So mm-hmm. I came out here and just tried to get my best, and I let the guys down. Now, I did notice that the defense was using a variety of personnel packages and different kind of formations and schemes. Yeah, can you see yourself maybe moving forward, being more involved in the defense, playing safety, playing defensive back with some of these schemes they're implementing? Uh, Coach Bowles, man, does a great job with, you know, uh, switching up a lot of packages and having everybody in position to make plays, basically using them at their uh, using them at their, their best ability, whatever they're good at, you know what I mean? So um, 
whatever I could do to help, I'm pretty sure they, you know, they go to work. They're great coaches, and they'll they'll put something together if I'm needed. Mm-hmm. I'll step up. If not, I'll still be ready. All right. Well, how is it like working with guys like like Marcus, who's been in the league a while now? You got Darrell here and Antonio. I know you're a safety, but Marcus will probably be the person that you communicate with the most. So how has it been working with him, learning the communication, learning the defense? Has it been a help to you? Oh, of course, man. You got guys like Marcus Revis and Crow, man, and uh, them guys are their their intelligence of the game, their their understanding, just even just that practice, watching them on film, how they line up, how they disguise. Uh, I take a lot in from them guys, and you know, um, it makes it a lot easier actually to pick up and just seeing where I need to be and how I can improve. So it's been amazing. Well, I'm going to say one last thing, Rontes. I see that Buster is being bombarded by a lot of reporters over here. But I will tell you this. It's not the consolation prize for myself or for you. Congratulations on being called to the team. Hope you stay up here and hope you have a very productive rest of the season. I really appreciate that. Thank okay, you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a feel-good story there at Rontes. You know, a guy who's, again, paid his dues. Looked like he was going to make the squad early in the year. You know, it's down the taxi squad, if you want to call it that, and, you know, gets called up. Who knows if he'll end up getting waived and go back down. And, and um, you know, he's trying to make the most of his opportunity. And you gotta, you got to respect a guy like that. You know, doesn't complain, does whatever he's asked to do. And um, we're all hoping for the best for him. If if, if guys, uh, you know, we, we want Pryor back. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, he's been having a pretty solid year. We want him back. If there's room for uh, Rontez to stay up here and contribute, then I'm sure the coaches will find a way uh, to use him. I uh, did want to get into this a little bit, too. <clears throat> You know, the Jets, they were a little banged up at receiver. You know, even Decker and Marshall's dealing with a problem. Chris Owusu, we discussed him a little bit, going on injured reserve. Um, nice to see Kemble Tompkins, a guy, another again, uh, kind of a depth piece on the practice squad, called him up. Had a pretty decent game um, last week in Oakland, one of the few bright spots. And he had four receptions for 45 yards today. Had a long of 38. So, um, you know, got a big chunk chunk of yardage right there and it, it's it's good to see him and and also Jeremy Curley he had two receptions today for 22 yards it's, it's good to see that these guys are contributing because right now I mean let's face it Devin Smith he's 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 he's, he's kind of uh he might be sitting next to Stephen really on the uh on the bench not really ready to contribute uh at the level that these guys are and Tompkins is, was with the that team from up north you know for a while uh he's been in the league a little bit you know Curley's been around so these guys are are I don't want to say super veterans. I mean, Curley is more of a veteran than say Tompkins, but they've they've been in the league long enough to understand what it takes, um, how to put themselves in a position to be successful in an offense. And I think that uh, and, and right now maybe Devin Smith isn't. He isn't in that position to make himself successful within the offense to understand his role to know exactly what to do. Especially since he was behind the eight ball to start by going into training camp and getting hurt. Then he came out, got in a few games, and he got hurt again. So he was active today, but maybe he was still dealing with that with that ankle injury. Like I said, and I said this last week about Decker. I mean, look look at Decker here today. He led the led the team in receptions, led the team in yards. Yeah, Brandon Marshall made a very nice catch there, but the twenty yard touchdown that kind of sealed the deal. <laughs> That's where I wrote it. It's iced, but it got a little tight there at the end, but they they pulled it out. But a lot of people are down on Eric Decker, and I don't I don't understand why. I really don't think he's having a very solid year. Had another touchdown today. I think that's six on the year. He's having a solid year, Eric Decker. So, performance. So, getting back to Kemble Tompkins, I had a chance to catch up with him. Why don't we give him a listen? Uh, nice to get his perspective on where he's at right now and where the offense is at. 
Hi folks, I'm here with Kemble Tompkins, wide receiver for the New York Jets. So Kemble, I know you were on the practice squad for a little while. You got called up the last couple of games. Some guys went down, but you really filled in very nicely in the Oakland game, and now today with a big victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So how does it feel to be up with the big squad contributing? Feel good just to be out there playing football. You know, I'm excited to be out there. I'm having fun being out there. You know, and I'm looking forward to being out there each week. Now. What do you think about Ryan Fitzpatrick? You know, he played through a, uh, kind of a serious thumb issue and you'll probably be playing through it all year. you got to give him a lot of credit. Yeah, Warrior. Warrior. That's our Warrior. You know, we're going to rally behind him. We're going to rally with him. And, you know, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to take everything one day at a time. And, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, put together, you know, good, good weeks of practice and, you know, hopefully roll over on the game. You know, you got a couple of real veteran receivers here, Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall. Uh, you've been in the league a few years, but, you know, how you're learning some things from them, picking some things up, picking their brain in film sessions, things like that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, Eric Decker, Eric Decker is a tremendous player. Uh, Brandon Marshall is a tremendous player. And, you know, just to be in the room with those guys and, you know, nitpicking off those guys and, you know, they're helping me a lot. I think mean, they're doing a good job, you know, helping me and, you know, making me a better player. And, you know, I, I respect them for that. And, you know, it's a tremendous honor to actually, you know, be in the locker room with those guys. Now, you guys sit at 5-3. and three. Obviously, you're in the thick of the playoff race. And, you know, this, this team hasn't been in the playoffs in five years, so the fans are starving for it. But you know what? You've got a big game coming up this week against Buffalo. You know Rex Ryan. You, you, you know. You never played under him, but you know, you know it's going to be a big story. But I've asked a lot of the players this, I'm going to ask you as well. Because this is about playoff positioning more than Rex Ryan coming back and beating him. It's about being a division rival, a conference rival, and getting a step up on that playoff positioning. It's just another game. That's how we, uh, you know, it's just another game. I mean, you know, we just played today. We're going to... Uh, Go back to work tomorrow and, mm -hmm. you know, get back to the drawing board, correct mistakes from this game and, you know, move on. And, you know, like I say, uh, just another game. I mean, we're going to treat them, uh, you know, the same way that we, uh, we treat every other opponent. We're going to make sure that we prepare well. And, you know, when Thursday night comes, you know, we'll let the game take care of itself. Is that is that kind of key for this team, the consistency? Because you did face a little adversity, you know, two-game losing streak. But prepare in a consistent manner, and you know that the results will come when you go out on the field and you do you follow the game plan and you do what you were coached to do, and things are going to be all right. Just the leadership, being consistent and being prepared. Yeah, I think consistency is, uh, you know, pretty much key with, mm -hmm. you know, everything that you do in life. And, you know, the preparation and everything throughout the week, man, I think that's, you know, that played a big part in, you know, what happened on game day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like I say, putting together, you know, consistent practices and, you know, uh, building on wins and, you know, trying to be consistent with that. And I think, uh, you know, that's what we're doing right now. We actually, you know, taking everything one, one day at a time, taking everything in stride and, you know, trying to be consistent in everything that we do. Like you say, we just coming off a two-game losing streak. It was good to get this win. Mm -hmm. All right, well, Kevin Tompkins, congratulations on the victory. Good luck to you on Thursday night. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to see a guy like him stepping up. And like I mentioned, kind of, it's just – Early on, it was kind of a, a two-man band. It was it was Marshall for the most part and Decker, and you know it, it really can't be over over the long run of the season just two guys. And you know even today, I mean in general the offense is not successful when Chris Ivory or the running game is not successful. But today they were fairly. I mean the three turnovers helped. Don't get me wrong, the three turnovers helped. Um, you know without those three turnovers things might have been a little bit different. But they were able to move the ball via the air, spread the ball out a little bit. Cumberland, like I said, got involved. Zach Stacey had a, had a catch. Curly had a catch. So, you know, Tompkins had some catches. Decker, again, was the leader. Marshall. So they were able to spread the ball a little bit. If teams are going to take their running game away or it just isn't working and they got to throw the ball, I don't think it could just go to one or two guys. So being able to kind of spread it out a little bit, keep the defense guessing, and, and get some of these third or fourth type guys who are in the reads, maybe not your first or second read, is, is important. Keep those chains moving. Again, 
Tompkins had a 38-yard reception play in the game there. You know, puts him in the, puts him in a good spot. I do want to bring this up quick. A couple things. One was the injury to Nick Folk, which was odd because you know I saw him warming up uh, before the game, and you know obviously just watched him do some practice kicking and didn't really notice anything wrong with him. Um, next thing I know, Quigley is kicking the extra. But I, I, it was funny because I saw, saw the extra point go through, and I said, "Boy, that was did that go through?" I didn't because I'm sitting on the side at a side view of it, and didn't even know if the ball had gone through. And I. I realized it had gone through. I said, it's kind of a, oh, boy, what a, not a very good kick there. Just maybe hit the ball bad. And I realized it was quickly kicking. And Folk had injured his um, quad. And he was doing the holding. Quigley was doing double duty. He was punting, and he was doing the kickoffs. And he was, he was there was just one time where they went for it on fourth and one. And I had some I had some reporters on the Jacksonville side saying, why aren't they kicking a field goal? Well, if they had been listening, they would have realized that Nick Folk was injured and that he – and their regular kicker at that, that distance, they were concerned about letting quickly kick, so they decided to go for it. It actually worked out for them. They ended up getting a touchdown. Um, special teams, I thought, today started off a little bit better. You know, Cabardi had that long run. I thought Curley had a nice run. And then I thought maybe some, eh, you know, just a shank punt. Looked like they were going to almost get one blocked. Um, nice play by Kellen Davis there to recover that fumble. That was a big part in the game when they got that fumble recovery. Um, but, you know, special teams has been a little up. Today, today I think, was – that has moments that were good, but the consistency just hasn't been there. Kind of discussed this. The consistency just hasn't been there on special teams. And let's hope that Folk isn't injured too bad. Um, you know, like they had to sign Steve Weather for a game. Well, they may need to sign a kicker for a game if uh, if Folk can't kick on Thursday. I mean, it's a short turnaround now, and uh, who knows what's going to happen. So they may be auditioning some kickers. And I just uh, – you know, before the Thursday game against Buffalo, it's a short with the short week. That really, that really is an issue there. I did see Calvin Pryor in the locker room afterwards, talking about injuries. He looked pretty good. I did speak to Buster Screen before the game. He um, said he felt good, and um, you know that's. And he got he had to play in the game. You know, he looked good afterwards. Didn't didn't really notice any significant injuries in, in the locker room that I could think of. Anybody who wasn't already. I mean, Nick Mangle was talking to the media. I know he had to come out with the neck. Wesley Johnson did a nice job filling in for him. Love Nick. Love Nick Mangold. You know, he's a warrior. But you know, again, sometimes when you're injured, you're injured. And and if you're hurt, you're hurt. You're hurt means you can play. You're injured. You're injured. I mean, Brian Fitzpatrick was hurt. He could play. I'm sure he was in some pain. I'm sure, it was the most comfortable thing in the world. Nick Mangold was hurt. And maybe he tried to come back too quick and give him all the credit in the world for trying to come back. But when you're, you're injured, sometimes you're not doing the best by your team by trying to gut it out when you really are injured. Get, get yourself back healthy and then go out there and be able to contribute at a high level. So uh, didn't, didn't really see anything from anybody that I said about just discussing the injuries, the injury situation. I did want to bring this up quickly. I actually got a chance to speak with uh, the former general manager of the Jets, John Idzik. And I know that some people just spit out there, whatever they were drinking or whatever they were eating, or maybe got a you know a little acid reflux. And um, you know, just basically said hello, asked how he was uh, with his new gig, and um, and you know, look, I understand why people wanted John Idzik out of here, and I I kind of saw his big picture approach. He had a big picture approach, and uh, you know. The Jeff fans, they didn't want the big picture approach. They wanted uh, a quicker, what kind of like this team is, was built. And we know this team was built in a very aggressive manner. That's the way it was. And that was not his style, this style. And that's not the Jacksonville style. But a lot of the players on this team 
that are contributing. And a lot of the players that were able to be obtained were because of some things that John Isaac did, saving money. And you say, well, he should have spent the money. Well, now it's being spent. The money that he saved is being spent. And he kind of cleaned things up. He kind of did some of the dirty work that needed to be done. He didn't exactly inherit a great team in 2013. Let's face it. He didn't inherit a great team. And people say, well, his drafts and this and that. Well, if you look at his drafts, you look at some of the things that people are doing. I mean, I know Pryor's been a little banged up, but he's had a pretty good year. I mean, Brian Winter started today. He's doing pretty good filling in for Willie Colon. He could be a starter moving forward. We can go on and on. But, you know, I, I just think that, look, it just wasn't the right fit. Kind of came in. He was able to kind of put his toe in the water. Wasn't really given a lot of time to really implement what he wanted to do. And you know what? Woody Johnson decided to make a change, and that's fine. And if he's going to make a change, he changed everything. And that's the way he, he did it. He changed the coach. He changed the general manager. And eventually, when he can move out some front, front office personnel after the draft, and McCagney can bring in his own players, I mean, excuse me, his own front office people to do for scouting and things like that once the draft was over because it was too close to the draft, they did that. But, you know what, I don't have hatred towards John Enzik because I don't think he was out to undermine Rex and get his own coach in there. I don't believe that for a second. Because basically what he did was he undermined himself if he did that. So, you know, again, it was a different approach, a different philosophy. And a lot of teams have that philosophy. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And you know what? Mike McCannon came in here with a different philosophy right now, had money to spend. He spent it. This team's in position to make the playoffs. Hey, that's great. And let's hope they continue to move forward this way. And let's hope that they continue in the future to have success. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't daggers out of my eyes at the guy. I shook his hand. He was very friendly. I said, I'm a season ticket holder. I said, you know, I, I'm glad to see that, you've, that, that you're happy where you are. Do you like working with David Caldwell, the general manager there? Yes. Have a great relationship with him. It's a lot of fun. I said, well, it was very nice to see you. And that's it. So it's not hatred towards the guy because the guy doesn't have hatred towards the Jets. He appreciates the opportunity. It didn't work out. But some of the things that he did is leading to this team's success now. So some of the guys you have now would not have been here. Maybe if there was another general manager here who did go out and spend money and didn't spend it real well. You know, didn't get a lot out of it, and now you had some really bad contracts and things of that nature. So I just wanted to throw that out there that I know that people are probably throwing things at the computer screen or, you know, throwing darts at my face or doing something like that. But did have a chance to say hello, and um, he was very friendly and very cordial. And, you know, good luck to him in the future. You know, he's not with the organization anymore. It's gone in a different direction. Good luck to him. Same thing with Mike Tannenbaum. You know, good luck to you. It's going in another direction now. You're with, we're with another organization. I don't wish you luck when your organization is playing us, but when you're not around, good luck to you personally. So with that, I want to get into something that is a little concerning here, which is the amount of passing yardage that the Jacksonville Jaguars put up today. I mean, they don't – they have a decent – offense and have some good skilled players. I mean, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, uh, you know, this Walters, but about 381 receiving yards. They gave up 98 yards rushing. I mean, they gave up, they gave up a lot of yards in this game. They gave up a lot of yards. Um, Bortles was uh, 24, 40 for 381 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He sacked three times for 43 yards. He lost. He, he, I mean, there was some strange things going on with Bortles, too. Dropping the ball, he went to throw it, it slipped out of his hand. But, you know, that, that kind of concerns me here with, the, with the, a lot of the passing yardage. Again, if you're with a, a better team that maybe doesn't turn the ball over three times, that's a little bit better quarterback that doesn't fumble the ball, they don't make those kind of mistakes and have those three turnovers, uh, maybe this game doesn't go the same way. 
So I did have a chance to catch up with uh, Marcus Gilchrist and uh, ask him a little bit about yeah, – he's got some new pieces there. And ask him about the new pieces in the secondary and the things that he's working with and whether or not the communication is working out well or not. Also, I just want to let everybody know, if there's anybody listening want to call in, chime in, talk about the game, the number is 914-205-5694. Feel free to call on in. We can chat about the game, whatever you want to talk about. You can yell at me for talking to John Idzik. That's fine. You can yell at me all you want. I'm a big boy. I can take it. I only cry a little bit. So here's uh, Marcus Gilchrist. And, um, you know, has a lot of interesting things to things to say maybe this is part of the things with some of the moving parts that is causing a little bit of this yardage to go up a little bit creep up the passing yardage and maybe we can see when some of these guys are coming back get a little healthier we can get that yardage back down but here's marcus hi folks i'm here with marcus gilchrist safety for the new york Jets. and marcus has been a couple injuries you know changed the secondary around a little bit you always talk about communication out dexter's been kind of stepping in marcus williams stepping in safety corner a little bit of different pieces has, has that affected the communication a little bit maybe during that two-game losing streak and now you kind of got it corrected today you had a much better performance than you've had the last couple of weeks no, I mean communication has been on point. We just have, I mean, mm-hmm. we we don't speak on the last, okay. on the last two games. Okay. Um, you know, we, we just happy to get out, get out of this game with the win, and uh, we got a short week, and we, we got to move on to Thursday. Can't think about anything from this game now once once the mm-hmm. night is over. With. Yeah, well, I, just quickly about Thursday. I mean, you, you weren't here last year. You never you never played under Rex Ryan, but that's what the talk's going to be about. But. I'm assuming your focus, is, so I see this team is very focused, is going to be on playoff positioning. Isn't that what it's really all about? Because you guys right now, 5-3 and three at the halfway point, right in the thick of the playoff race. It's about one game right now. Mm-hmm. We take care of this one game, that'll get us closer to our goal. Now, do you think that um, maybe today a little bit in the passing game, I mean, you had the three turnovers, which was good. You won the turnover battle. But they were moving the ball a little bit, a couple times on the passing game. You think you need to get a few things cleaned up, maybe if you get Calvin back kind of thing. Just a few things you look at and you say, I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned that I want to get that cleaned up. Uh, it's always room to clean up. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a 40-point a, a blowout or it's a 5-point uh, win, mm-hmm. it's always things to clean up. Um, it's hard to play a perfect game in this league, so uh, we go into every game looking for things to clean up. We don't just sit mm-hmm. on, focus on the positive things. Well, you said... I mean, we're not going to look back, but you are facing some adversity, and you guys now came here and got a big victory. You, you're feeling good about yourselves going into Thursday night. Does the leadership show through in this locker room and with the coaching that you guys can handle the ups and downs of a long season? Because it is a long season, and no matter what team you are, you're going to have some ups and downs, and you have to be able to bounce back when things don't go right. I mean, we've got a lot of veteran guys in this mm-hmm. locker room, a lot of guys that have been doing it for a long time, um, and a lot of guys that has been doing it a long time in this locker room. And on this team, so um, we look to our leaders, we look to our coaches, and uh, everybody kind of straight stays on the straight and narrow. Nobody gets too high, nobody gets too low. All right, last question for you. I thought I noticed some different personnel packages out there, a little bit different scheming than I've seen in the past. Is Coach implementing a few new wrinkles into the defense because now you've got some things on film, you have to show some new stuff? Every week stuff changes. Okay. Uh, different guys every week playing different positions. That's all a part of, um, I think, what we do. And, um, you know, any given week, anybody, any given guy can be up. So that's what it's, – it's no different than any other week. It's no different. You game plan, you put your game plan, you implement it, and you go out and you get the victory. And congratulations on the victory today. Good luck on Thursday against the Bills. Marcus Gilchrist, free safety. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, and Marcus makes a good point there about, um, you know, implementing each week of the game plan. But I, I definitely think that they're starting to – utilize some of their personnel. I mean, you know, Aaron Henderson was a little banged up with his knee. He wasn't, his knee wasn't hundred percent. I know when I saw him in London, 
he was uh, wrapped up with his knee. I know he 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 was uh, in training camp a little with his knee. Maybe he's getting more to 100 percent or close to 100 percent or even at 100 percent, where they can utilize him in different ways. Um, they're also getting Sheldon back. You know, when they got Sheldon back, that opened up the defensive playbook, I'm sure, a little bit and allowed them to show different personnel packages and different fronts and different things like that. So while I hear what Marcus is saying about the game cha- uh, plan changes each week and they put new things in and um, they opened up the playbook, depending upon the, uh, the opponent that week, I, I definitely think that uh, right now, uh, given that there were some injuries, so you're moving some guys here or there and um, some things on film, some tendencies, want to try to put some people in position to make plays and uh, keep people fresh throughout the whole game. Again, that's important, you know, especially in a game if it's going to be tight. And the game was tight. You're keeping guys fresh, keep the rotation going, and make sure that they're, you know, have a lot of energy left for the fourth quarter when they're going to need it instead of being out there and maybe sucking wind. So uh, I, I kind of liked on the defensive side the moving the movement of the personnel. I, I, I will say this again, this was not a great game by the Jets. I'm not, I'm not saying this was a great game. This was a game they, they did win. And they definitely should have won. And you say, well, they could have lost if they didn't get some breaks here or there. But, you know, there are games that they might lose where you say they should have won. So those kind of things um, kind of even themselves out. I, I thought they, they, they had the lead. They never relinquished the lead. They had answers when Jacksonville got close. Jacksonville made mistakes. You know, and the Jets didn't. You know, the Jets didn't fumble a punt. I didn't see Jeremy Carley drop when they're getting the ball back down by one score. But I did see Marshall from from the uh from the um Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean I saw I saw him fumble a punt. Right? Nick Marshall. Cornerback. He fumbled. That's a mistake. The Jets didn't really force that mistake. They were running down the field to go cover the punt. He just dropped it. But you know what? Kudos to them. For capitalizing on the mistake. So if you're going to be successful in this league, you're going to have to kind of pull out a game where um, maybe you didn't play your A game. I don't think the Jets did play their A game today. They didn't run the ball well. The defense allowed a lot of a lot of passing yards. You know, that right at the end of the half there when they gave up that touchdown, that was tough. They didn't play their A game, but you know what? Jacksonville didn't play play, play their A game either, <laughs> and they made mistakes that the Jets didn't make and the Jets capitalized on their mistakes. They sit at five and three. That's all that matters. They sit at five and three right now. Again, short turnaround. We're going to be doing a show probably on like Wednesday, Julian and I, Julian will be back. Julian was supposed to be here with me. Like I said, it's not feeling well late for him, but um, we'll do a show Wednesday previewing the Buffalo bills game. I don't have too much data as far as, you know, who, what, where, Uh, I mean, we all know that they, they have a pretty good defense, you know, Rex, Knows how to coach a defense. Um, they're four and four right now. They're going to be coming in here, and again, the story's going to be about Rex. But really, it's really about this. This game is going to go a long way for for playoff positioning. You know, the Jets win that game, they're going to be six and three. They're going to be in great shape. I mean, great shape to make the playoffs. If they lose it, they're going to be tied with the Bills at five and four, and there's probably going to be a bunch of other teams at five and four or four and five, whatever. You know, if they it, this this is this is this is the game that they had a few weeks ago against the Raiders, where it had kind of playoff implications down the road. Down the road, it had playoff implications. I know the Raiders lost today to Pittsburgh, but uh, so now the Jets are actually technically ahead of them 
but you know things could change if they end up tied or, or scenarios. We'll see what happens. But that was a big game for for the Jets, kind of looking down the road for. And again, these players they take it one game at a time, but we don't as fans, and nor should we. We look down the road a little bit, and we're saying, well, Raider game, big game, could be potentially be the difference between making the playoffs and not. They lost that game. Here's another big game for that. In the long run, this game will go a long way to pushing them in, in the front of the pack or putting them in the middle of the pack. So it's a very important game. Forget about Rex Ryan. I keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. I'll say it all Wednesday, too. Forget about Rex Ryan. This is, this is not about the let's get back at Rex Ryan or the Rex Ryan coming in here saying, well, I, I got to get back at the Jets for firing me. Look, I think Rex had six years here, right? It was six years. So – I'm, I'm trying to, let me, yeah, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, yeah, six years. That's a long, long time to coach. He had some success. He had some failures. It was time for him to go, time for him to move on, move on to another situation. That's it. And, of course, he wants to win, but he should want to win for the right reason because he wants his team to go to the playoffs. And the Jets should want to win for the right reason because they want to go to the playoffs. That's what it's all about. That's what you play your season for. So you can go to the playoffs and try to make a run at a championship. That's what you play. That's what we want to see. As fans, we've been waiting a long time as Jets fans to see that. See the team make it to a championship. A long time. We have, I've never seen it in my lifetime. I've only seen disappointment. So it's a big game. It's a big game. Then you know it could be the difference. Again, just like the Raiders game, could be the difference between them making it in or not making it in. I know they don't want to say that, and that's the great mindset to have. It's one game, a one-game approach. But this is a big one. This will be a big one on Thursday night. And I, it's good that it's going to be here. You know, you just kind of hate that short week, the short turnaround, but, you know, it's kind of a disadvantage for both teams. Uh, let's take a look at a couple of the players here I got some interviews with. Here's a guy who was a little bit kind of persona non grata for a while. And um, I actually, um, two articles I wrote. One was on NewYorkJetFans.com right now, which is about Stephen Ridley needing to get more touches, and that didn't happen. I'll show you what I know. I wrote an article a while back on NewYorkJetFans.com about Jeremy Curley, about maybe the Jets trading him. Um, just because if he was just going to be a punt returner, what what good was he? Now, I did also build a little caveat in there, which was there were some guys banged up on the wide receivers, the wide receiver core, and if he moves up the depth chart, maybe that wouldn't be such a great option. And and now he he's kind of a necessary piece for this team. He's not going to get traded. He's out there. He is contributing. He's doing the punt returns, and you know he's gonna he he's gonna kind of need to continue to step up if the offense is going to be successful. Like I said, you can't, you can't just be the Marshall and Decker show. And if Chris Ivory is not going to run so so well, or they're going to stop him, they're going to make a certain effort to stop him, they're going to need other offensive people to step up. I want to listen to see what Jerry has to, uh, Jeremy has to say, excuse me, Jeremy has to say about um, today's game. Got a chance, chance to catch up with him, so here's Jeremy. All right, folks, I'm here with wide receiver Jeremy Curley from the New York Jets to come up with a big victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Jeremy, you've been in the league quite a while, and you understand this, that, you know, this is a tough league. Mm-hmm. And you guys went through a little bit of adversity, went through a two-game losing streak. I know you weren't happy with your performance over the last couple of weeks, but you bounced back. You won, you won a game today against a good young squad, maybe a little bit better than their record says. You're right in the thick of the playoff race. So, you know, how did you guys go about, you know, coming over adversity and coming out with a big victory today? Uh, just staying together as a team, man. We knew we had to stay together. We knew the team uh, that we were playing against was a, was a good young team. Uh, but like you said, man, we stayed together. We weathered the uh, weathered the storm, stayed the course, came out with a victory. You know, I think it was important today to see the depth at wide receiver because yeah, a couple guys banged up. Looked like they were keying on Marshall. Decker had a lot of grabs yourself. 
I know Campbell has some grabs. So you think it's important moving forward to have that depth at wide receiver and be able to spread the ball around a little bit so the defense can't key on one guy. Yeah, man. Uh, we dangerous everywhere at receiver, you know, so uh, whether they double, you know, uh, Brandon, Eric, doesn't matter. Uh, we got weapons out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's good that, you know, it's good that Kimber, I got to touch the ball a little bit, myself touch the ball a little bit. You know, it builds our confidence. Hopefully it builds confidence in the uh, OC and the coaches so they can get the ball in our hands more. You know, I did notice that, you know, Kamari a little banged up there, but yourself returning punts, the kickoff returns, seem a little bit crisp today. Do you think that the special teams, you got the personnel now in place to be a little bit more uh, productive in the special teams area, returning punts, kickoffs, those kind of things? Uh, that's one of those things, man, that, that comes around and fixes itself. Uh, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it took, mm-hmm. but I'm just glad it's done. So I'm glad we're starting to get going. All right, last question for you. Buffalo Bills coming here. I know it's all going to be about Rex, but here, here's the bottom line. Playoff positioning, am I correct? It's plain and simple. All right, Jeremy Curling, thank you for your time. Very blunt answer there from Jeremy, plain and simple, playoff position. Plain and simple, that's what it is. He's right. I mean, you can do what you – I mean – I'll tell you this. I was actually I got to talk to Sheldon one on one because I I had asked him for talk to talk to him, and then he got bombarded by a bunch of people, and I was just tape recording him, and and the questions that were being asked. I mean, I just I had to shut my tape recorder off and just try to grab Sheldon, and he was kind enough to give me a little bit of his time. But uh, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 pretty simple. You can you can ask as many you can ask as many questions about it was all about you know. Rex and this, and when Rex Rex drafted you, and what do you think? And you keep, and he's like, I can't keep in touch with him. I mean, it's all about Rex. That's all it was. Rex and what was going on at University of Missouri. I mean, I, I know I know that Sheldon played there, but I mean, he doesn't play there anymore. So what what what? Why does why do we have to get his opinion on? But again, this is what was being asked. So I shut my recorder off and I asked the questions that I asked. And and I'll, I'll say it again. You know what? Jeremy Jeremy Curley just said it. That's it. Bluntly. That's it. That's what it's about, playoff positioning, period. It's a game against a division opponent, and it's about playoff. You know, when the Miami Dolphins come rolling in here, it isn't going to be where you want to be Dan Campbell, right? Is that the, what the question is going to be? It wasn't about are you going to be Gus Bradley today. Is it going to be in a few weeks you're going to go beat Bill O'Brien? Can you not wait to go beat I – know, I know the Rex was the coach here, and they have some, they have some sort of relationship, but he's not anymore. I mean, John, like I just said, John Isaac was the general manager here. He's with the other team. He's sitting in the press box. He knows a lot of the staff that's walking. He knows he used to be their boss. So what does that mean? Does that mean that this game is all about beating John Isaac? Huh? Is that, is that, is that what all the personnel was doing when they were walking around here today? And they saw John Isaac? <laughs> Can't wait to beat you because, it, because of you? No. They want to win because they want to win because they want to go to the playoffs. Because when they're in the playoffs, they, these things will be irrelevant. I don't think the Bills and the Jets are going to the playoffs. One or the other will go. Not both. So Rex Ryan won't even be an issue when the playoffs show up. So it's it's about it's not about Rex Ryan. It's not about Rex. I don't know why they keep asking about Rex because it's not about beating Rex. They're not going to look at film. And then get ready to look at film in Buffalo and say, I can't wait to beat Rex. Maybe they didn't like him. Maybe some of them loved the guy. I don't know. I can't read their minds. But they're not going to want to win because somebody's got Lige Ducible, a fan of the show, you know, a fan favorite of the show. Great guy, you know, does give us a lot of his time. I didn't get him today, but he always gives his time very freely to the show. I mean, he's never been to the playoffs, never in his career. He's been in the league like eight. I'm sure the guy's dying to go to the playoffs. 
I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't just play to play. I mean, I know this is his job and he gets money. He wants to go in the playoffs. He wants to have success. And he used to, he used to play for Rex Ryan, but he's not going to line up across the guy from Buffalo and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I can't wait to beat you so I can throw in Rex Ryan's face. No, I want to go to the playoffs. I've been in the league eight years and haven't gone yet. Brandon Marshall's never gone to the playoffs. He, he, and Fitzpatrick, who never played under Rex Ryan, so what do they care? I mean, some of these guys never played under Rex, so some of them don't care. And the ones that do, I don't think care about that either, either. Because if they do care about that, if that's their motivation, if that's their motivation, then they're playing for the wrong thing. So they should be playing to go and get a victory, period, because it has playoff implications. And then down the line, when they play Buffalo again, they may have playoff implications again. That's, I think it's the last game of the year, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. So, you know, if if you if you if you want to make it about Rex, if people want to make us the Rex Bowl, and I know the media will, and I know the print media, and I know where Twitter, and I know everything, it'll be all about Rex and this and that. But it's not about Rex. It's about beating the Buffalo Bills, taking a stranglehold. Excuse me, on the wild card position. Now we know. I mean, look, it's going to be rough, rough to get this division with the way that that team from up north is playing. It's going to be rough. So. It's really about positioning for, for a wild card. And look, if you get a wild card, you get that fifth position, you play the fourth, you're probably going to play the team from the AFC South. And the team from the AFC South, most likely, most likely to end up getting in is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. And they already went there and beat them once. So what makes you think you can't go there and beat, their, beat them again? So that's a very long-term view. But that's what they should be thinking about. I know they're taking it one game at a time. But what's the purpose of winning this game as an ultimate goal? To put... Num- higher numbers in the left-hand column. Keep the numbers in the right-hand column low. Because the higher the number in the left-hand column, the better your chances are of moving on to the postseason. And, th- and that's what we haven't seen in five years, and that's what we want to see again. And that's really all that matters, and they're in a position to do it. doesn't mean they need to look seven games down the road and say, ooh, we have to play the Dallas Cowboys. They might be back at full strength. doesn't mean that. They're right. They're very focused. They're very disciplined. They're very task-oriented. And they're going to have to be coming off a short week here, get themselves prepared, focused to play but I really hope that they're not distracted by this and they don't seem to be and they seem to agree with me when I said this game is not about Rex it's about playoff positioning how about we jump to our final uh, interview I caught up with Brian Winters you know there was some the Brooks struggle got a uh, you know he, he's generally pretty calm you know doesn't doesn't get better he got a unsportsmanlike conduct penalty luckily he I, I want to. I don't want to say took a swing because if he'd taken a swing, he might have thrown out of the game. But I knew the penalty was on him. But there was something going on there. Um, I think there was a little jawing going on between the defensive line and the offensive line of the Jets. I think a little couple things were happening there, and uh, there was some bad blood boiling. It was you know it was coming to a boil. Let's put it that way. Good way to put it. The water was was getting hot. And, and the tempers were going to flare. And I think when and I think Fitzpatrick got sacked, he was on the ground. They kind of took exception to what happened, a little pushing and shoving kind of thing. I get into that a little bit with Brian. He doesn't give too many specifics. He, you know, you don't, you don't blame him. But kind of got the feeling from those guys chit-chatting it up that they were not happy with some of the things that transpired during the game from the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line. So why don't we give Brian a listen right now. All right, folks, I'm here with Brian Winters, our right guard for the New York Jets, to come over with a big victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Brian, the team was facing a little bit of adversity, probably the most adversity they've faced all year. Now, how did you guys prepare yourself this week to come out and put more of a Jet performance that we saw early in the year and less like you had the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we just, you know, came out and worked on our basics, mm-hmm. you know, worked on the basics, what we do good and, you know, what we're best at. So, um, 
that's really what we focused on. Uh, we didn't really change much. We just, you know, believed in ourselves and continued to work. Now, it looked like the, the running game, they were trying to really make certain effort to stop the running game. Did that open things up in the passing game? Because it looked like Deck had a nice game. Marshall makes a big touchdown at the end there. Was it really just kind of putting Nate in the box there and you guys had to rely a little bit more on the on the passing game? Yeah, you know, obviously every team that comes in is going to try to crowd the box and stop our running game. Yeah, that's what we're good at. But definitely open up, opens up holes for, you know, players like Decker and Marshall and other wide receivers. Now, it seemed like you guys were getting a, getting a little feisty down there. Maybe you guys are getting a little upset with some of the things that were going on? Yeah, there's always a little, you know, heat. But, uh, <laughs> a little heat in the kitchen? Yeah, a little heat. You can't really, you know, retaliate. You just got to walk away from it. Uh-huh. Now, look, now, I know you want to enjoy this victory. Congratulations on the big victory. You guys, so big picture-wise, you're 5-3. and three. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just moving out of someone's way. Okay. Big picture-wise, 5-3 and three at the halfway point. You're right in the thick of the playoff race. But, look, you got a Buffalo Bills team coming here. Short week, short turnaround. Everyone's going to talk about Rex Ryan. But my opinion is, forget about Rex Ryan. It's about making the playoffs. Right, exactly. And we're going to take it just like any other game. And we're going to come in here and do what we do best and you know, work hard. One last question for you. How about Ryan Fitzpatrick today with his thumb injury? Uh, just kind of sucking it up and uh, doing a great job out there. Hey, he did a real good job. You know, he's a, he's a smart player. Um, you know, we all believe in him and, you know, we're all behind him. All right, Brian Winter, starting right guard in your chest. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah, and, um, you know, again, the, the, the theme with, with next week is playoff positioning. That's tonight, and I said that. And um, But, you know, you can look at this game a lot of different ways. And, um, you know, you know the, the Jets do need to play, I think, a better game than this if they're going to be successful on Thursday. A, a better game, a more crisp game, tight, tighten up some things. Um, you know, coming off two losses, they won this game. They got the W. Uh, there are some issues. Again, not running the ball is an issue. Buffalo's defense is pretty tight. If, if Chris Ivory is going to run for a one average and he's going to handle the yeoman's load uh, out of 28 carries, and Patrick had four of them while he's running. I guess he's just running out of traffic, but, you know, didn't want to see him running at all. 23 rushes out of 28 total, and he's only going to average 1.1 yard next week. If you tell me that, they're not going to have a very good chance of winning. They're going to have to do a little bit better job rushing the ball and maybe that's going to come down to getting Stephen Ridley a few touches and actually using him. What would you bring him here for? Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor is not going to light the world on fire, but neither would Blake Bortles. And today he kind of did. He does have some weapons, Sammy Watkins. I don't know uh, how his ankle is. I know he was kind of uh, banged up a little bit. Robert Woods. I know they put Percy Harvin on injury reserve. Have, uh, Charles Clay. I know that they rushed the ball today for about 20 yards. I guess Carlos Williams ended up. LaShawn McCoy had pretty good games. So, again, I think a step up in talent right here from this game. You know, Jacksonville was 2-5 and five for a reason. Yeah, they're in the garbage AFC South. Yeah, they're still kind of in it. But they're, 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 not, they're not quite there yet. They need some more pieces. They got some young, young talent, some upcoming talent. If Blake Portals could, could develop, maybe they could have something for a while there. But right now, they're, they're, they're not there yet. They're not there. And the Jets, Jets went out and brought in a lot of experience and brought in a lot of experienced players. And, you know, to add to the people they already kind of had here. And, um, you know, today, again, we discussed last week a little bit, previewing Jacksonville, some of the things that when they won, what, what did they do? Well, one of the big things was the turnover margin. You know, plus three in turnovers, you're not going to lose too many games. I know, I know the running game was one of the things that I brought out, but the running game was not really that solid today. Um but they were able to kind of supplement that with the passing game. Good enough. 
Uh, we'll see. Ryan Fitzpatrick was uh, 21 of 34, 272 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and 106 quarterback rating. So very efficient. 34, again, we like to say between 25 and 30 for Fitzpatrick, so 34 isn't too bad. He didn't have to get up in that 40-45 range, which was good, and uh, was able to get the ball in the end zone. Again, turn those mistakes into points. That's great. But um, the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have the talented defense. They have Mario Williams. They have uh, uh, Jerry Hughes. They have Ronald Darby, the rookie on defense. They, they have some guy, uh, um, Kyle Williams. I think he's a little baby, a little banged up. And uh, just a nice front four there. They have to get up after the quarterback. Um, Duke Williams, nice safety. They just have, they have some. They have some nice players on on defense, and um, you know it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge uh, playing Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor has obviously did a better job this week than EJ Manuel did the week before against Jacksonville in London, where he single-handedly pretty much threw the game away. So, assuming Tyrod Taylor is healthy and going to be able to play Thursday night, um, will be will be a challenge. For um, for the Jets will be a challenging game. Can't say. And look, again, if they play like they played today, if they play like that, and don't get the breaks where they get the turnovers, then it's then it's going to be a rough outcome. It's going to be tough. But it's a week to week league, and they got the victory under their belt. And maybe they wipe their brow and say, "All right, yeah, you know what? Didn't play our A game. Still won. Played a team that we were better than. Relies on their mistakes." And you know what? We're going to have to play Chris for football if we're going to win on Thursday night. I think they're going to have to. I'm not going to make a prediction now. We're going to do a preview show, show Julie and I, uh, in, in, in the future, probably Wednesday, to preview that game, uh, the big AFC East matchup, playoff implications, all those wonderful things. And uh, it's been a pretty exciting um, pretty exciting day of football. I didn't get to watch all of it. I'm just kind of checking out all the scores and uh, seeing a lot of things that are going on. Interesting pretty interesting when the whole week is over and kind of see where all the teams are at and where they're headed. And again, in a few weeks, we'll have the contenders separated from the pretenders and we'll see where, where everybody's at. But this game, again, will go a long way into determining uh, whether the jets make the postseason. There's a very good chance they're going to make it, but again, you gotta, you gotta play well down the stretch. You gotta play well. We all know that we've seen jet teams in the past that have had decent marks heading into the later, latter part of the year. 2011, they lost three straight. Remember when they were eight and three with Brett Favre? Remember that last year, for example, not the Jets, but the Cleveland Browns. They were seven and four. They were the talk of the town in Cleveland. Oh yeah, and then they lose five straight. So, you know, you have to take it game by game, take it week by week, and you have to understand that every game is tough. And when you get a W, you got to savor it, and then you got to move on to your next opponent. So, I hope you um, enjoyed all the interviews. I really appreciate. Um, getting an opportunity to talk with all the players, uh, given them, given their time freely, given their perspective. I think it's great. I think it gives you perspective on how, how they think, how um, the feel, the kind of feel there is in that locker room. And it's a very good locker room. It's a very close net group of guys that have very good relationships, that they have a good relationship with their as teammates. I think they have a good relationship with the coaching staff. And I think they, they are a cohesive bunch or a confident bunch. They have good leadership. They have guys, the younger guys look up to the veteran guys and the veteran guys work to try to improve the skill level of the younger guys. And I think that's very, very important. Um, 
like I said, um, too bad that Julian couldn't be here. He really wanted to. When he let me know he wasn't feeling well, and we were going to maybe do the show tomorrow. And I said, why don't I just do it? I'm here. I'm, I'm live from MetLife, and I, I really wanted to do it kind of live from the stadium. Um, get those interviews right on the air so you guys could enjoy. I hope you did. It's been a real pleasure um, getting the input on Twitter. Again, the Twitter is at Green Zone Radio. And we'll have another show for you, like I said, on Wednesday. Maybe we'll be live, and you can call, and you can give your you can give your opinion on what happened in this game and what you think is going to happen in Buffalo. So for Julian Carter, this is Dennis Hagapito. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode of The Green Zone, and we'll see you in a few days. And go Jets. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.